0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this uncomplication rabbit hole. Today I am thinking through anticipation, experience, and meaning, um, as inspired by a recent skydiving trip that I got to participate in for my sister's 30th birthday. And what prompted me to write this, I, I have a draft in progress, but I figured I would do one of these little rabbit holes because sometimes it helps me work through some of the thoughts that I'm trying to rattle loose. Um, but what prompted me to start writing this piece was that uh, upon returning from the skydive the following Monday in the office, uh, co-workers and people were asking me what it was like and how it felt and all those types of questions, and uh, one co-worker in particular asked the question, didn't mean anything for you. And that got me suddenly thinking about how we think about uh, events in our lives. And I reflected on the meaning for myself and started to think about the others that were with me in the party uh, and how everyone was processing and reacting to that experience in different ways and for some people it was a big um, milestone or a big overcoming to get themselves to that door and to jump out a couple of my sister's friends uh, who were going to be in chickened out and so those that remained had this experience and afterwards I think for each one of us Uh, had the ability then to shuffle it into life's experiences and find the meaning of it. Um, But it just really kind of piqued my interest and it, it struck a chord that I wanted to explore further in that we often go out of our way to find meaning in big events or just the events of our lives. And I sort of boiled my experience doing the skydiving trip boiled it down into three phases. And again, they are anticipation, experience, and meaning. Um, so now what I'm going to do is just sort of dig into these a little deeper, one at a time, and see if there's any gold in dim hills. So with the anticipation, I... I always like to dig into words. I think that our language carries these really powerful clues that tie the words that we say and the thoughts that we think into a deeper understanding of, of humans and, and our, our history and those types of things. And the word anticipate, um, the definition is uh, to think, speak, act or feel an emotional response in advance and the word itself is derived from uh, the prefix anti anti or anti are interchangeable and they basically mean before so if you put anti in front of something it's the thing that came before that um and capri is to take so you have this idea of Uh, taking the thoughts and emotions of an experience before it has arrived. And when I stumbled on that, it sort of opened up this uh, rabbit hole of thinking about how we do that. We take the thoughts and experiences ahead of time when we anticipate things. Um, I think my skydive was a little different in that that was the anticipation of the unknown, but... A perfect example that I'm using in this piece is the idea of anticipating a big event or a vacation or something. And how when we're sitting there at work, uh, looking at that circled date on the calendar, the anticipation is flavored in a light that is, oh, it's going to be so great. Uh, it's you know This is something I need. It's going to be so relaxing. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be... Uh, even even the planning involved with uh, an event or a vacation. You know, we're going to be here, and then we're going to be there at this time, and then we're going to do this and this and this, and you have it all on paper, and you have it all in your head. And so the anticipation is sort of the projecting of our mind into that future that we're imagining. And in so doing, we take some of that experience ahead of time, thinking about going to Paris and how lovely it will be, Uh, You feel elation and excitement and uh, even mystique or all of these different things that properly are the content of the experience, but the anticipation is almost um, like taking an experience on credit. And I thought that was kind of a cool tie-in that our culture is very conditioned to living on credit of buying a car before you've earned all the money, of um, doing things ahead of time and then having to pay back uh, what was borrowed with interest. And I think that's a really fitting analogy for anticipation is that the interest is exactly that. Uh, The more that you bring interest into the mix and thinking about, oh, it's gonna be this way, it's gonna be that way, Suddenly, when you get to that experience, you have to pay that interest back by making it happen. And I think of uh, people that I've traveled with who were immense planners and had a high degree of expectations of what would happen when and what we would see and what we would do and those types of things. And it is funny that those types of uh, hardcore planners, once their plans are in motion, become frantic. Because the anticipation and the planning and the expectations have set up a situation in which a lot of work now needs to be done to make that happen. And so in the end, that effort is what is ultimately experienced. So the, the plan is not experienced, it's the effort it takes to execute the plan. And um, a lot of people come back from vacations exhausted um, because it was a lot of work. Uh, so the, this anticipation that I'm talking about, again, I'm just trying to link these phases of our experience as we, as we commonly know them and anticipation seems to be the forerunner of experience, at least of the ones that we're aware of. Now there's all sorts of things that happen to us or that we act through that are moment to moment and we are not anticipating them Um, but if we have a date on a calendar or if we have a foreknowledge of the possibility of something uh, there is this anticipation there's always different sides to everything and so i don't think that anticipation is bad and we shouldn't anticipate uh, there are plenty of examples that I could think of about my own experience of anticipation and how wonderful an experience it is on its own. Uh, the ones that were coming to mind were being a, an elementary school student, watching the clock tick down the final seconds of a school year before that bell rang, signaling uh, summer had arrived. Or uh, being at the airport and waiting, uh, you know, watching all of these uh, strangers on board from a plane and waiting to see the face of a loved one. I remember my grandparents getting off of airplanes and when you were still allowed to stand by the gate, you know, that was a great moment of, of anticipation. And in those cases, I think the anticipation really is the experience And it's not so much bent on or pinned on expectations that this bell is going to ring and then this and that is going to happen. It's not that. It's just the revelry in that excitement for whatever it's going to be. That bell is going to ring and I'm going to be free. It doesn't matter what I'm going to do. It's just that joy that the world is the way that it is and that this is all coming into being so uh the anticipation part of it i think that's that's sort of the the picture that i'm trying to paint is uh just some interesting little reflections on the forerunner to our experience so the second part of this which i haven't really written yet i'm I'm right at the beginning so that's why i kind of wanted to do a little brain dump is experience and what i want to find a way to describe is this conception of experience as the cutting edge of reality as the absolute pinnacle moment which is almost outside of our usual ability to think about things. I i picture like the wake of a ship cruising through the water or even breaking through ice and there is that frontmost point and that point can be measured down to the atom. you know there's something that is this for forerunner of this experience and then there's all of this that comes behind it. And the actual moment is really that interface between, The absolute tiniest cutting forward edge and the rest of the world's perpetual coming into being. And it's the idea that if you want to try and put your finger on a moment, the best that we can do is say right now. But even in the time it took me to say now there was an entire series of vibrations and things and everything that kind of fell into place so that by the time i get done saying now it's not now and that moment that real moment is is a razor blade it it is it is that cutting edge of of our coming into being and so there's some real interesting things that happen there when you're actually living at the forefront of a moment. See, I think even though we are often living in what we would think of as moments, you know, every, every moment is the moment. And a lot of people have said a lot of things about the power of now. And I love the little saying, be here now, and this this real now-ness that can be experienced. Um, there is this interesting understanding that you can sit and be present and you can hear things and feel things and it's very sensory it's very much exactly what it is as it is right here and now without thoughts about it see it really seems like the thoughts are what takes things from that cutting edge into the boat And the boat of all these boxes of different words and ideas and concepts and past experiences that are being shuffled around and that uh, cutting edge is constantly sweeping us through this now but a lot of the time we're we're shuffling the boxes on the deck Uh, the now keeps spitting up new boxes for us to shuffle but it's it's very difficult to live there and i know this probably sounds confusing i'm confused by it too the Um, example, I guess that is most at hand is this idea of skydiving and this anticipation of the unknown and then arriving at the event and then jumping out of the plane and then landing on the ground all happened in a seamless Almost thoughtless kind of days. And I don't mean days so much as in a drunken, bleary eyed kind of way, but a days as in um, not defined. That everything was happening so fast and was so new and so overwhelming that it just flits by in the wink of an eye. And. Landing your feet back on the ground, all of a sudden that experience has brought you right through it and right past it, and and what you are left with is memories. Um, but but the memories are of this moment that. That existed, and and I and I'm thinking back now of, of what that felt like, to be in the air, with the air hitting you so hard it felt like water, just pull, just ripping through you, uh, like a wall. And seeing the curved uh, horizon with the Rocky Mountains dominating my view and the farmlands below me and the tears in my eyes and not being able to breathe, I jumped out and. I was yelling, woohoo, and really quickly learned (laughs) that it was hard enough just to take little breaths and uh, breathe at all, let alone hooting and hollering. But that that experience, I mean, it happened and I happened through it, but so quickly that again, that cutting edge, it just, you, you can't, you can't grab hold of the cutting edge because you're really holding what's behind it. And the thing that struck me so, so hard the day that I jumped was how quickly I was just back on the ground eating a cheeseburger at lunch and back driving across town. It was like, did I just jump out of an airplane? Is that even possible? What, in what world is that possible? I, it, it's like disbelief. And, uh, that skydiving is a very potent example, but I think it, it is very close to the heart of our experience of life at all. The idea of life passing you by that you blink and one day you find yourself middle-aged and, uh, kids grow up so fast and the, the moment is so full and, As I sit here right now in this, I'm sitting in my garage in a hammock, uh, looking out at the rainy, uh, yards of my neighbors and this, this, this whole world that I exist in is so, is so real. Um, and I say that, and then I immediately feel how dreamlike it really is. Uh, the, the quality of everything and the light reflecting off of it and feeling that, that, uh. That this moment, this shining moment, and all its it's wonder I can get I can get sucked into that. but then it's so clear that I'm looking at this driveway and I know at a certain time my wife is gonna roll into my field of view in her blue car and it will be the end of my solitude in the garage uh, recording these podcasts. and this experience now will be dissolved in the experience that's being had and again i'm just sort of musing through this because this is what you know i want to try and find some real nuggets of interest here i guess one of the realizations that that comes from an experience of this transient moment this cutting edge um is that it is not something that can be held on to. It's not something that should be held on to that. The experience of any moment is in itself the fulfillment of everything that there, that in that cutting edge, probably because it is so small, there are so few requirements For it to be aligned with our intentions or our expectations or our um, preconceived ideas of life. I guess what I'm saying is the moment is full and complete and nothing is left out. And then it goes into this, uh, this thought process where logic allows things to be left out where logic allows for interpretation and uh, meaning. That's the next next topic here, so I'm kind of already segue, segueing into it. Um, you know, the experience, I don't even know if I need to say that much about it, because that's that's my whole point here, is that there's really nothing you can say about it. There's no way to catch it. There's no way to actually describe that foremost edge of our experience because it is the interface between what isn't and what is constantly penetrating into this dark uh, realm of possibilities and bringing forth moment after moment after moment all of these things but i mean that is such a mystery and it is so I mean, experience of that true moment is what the mystics talk about. It's what the uh, feeling of cosmic consciousness is. Um, And it's something that I've experienced from time to time in different places uh, for different reasons. And it's what meditation allows you to sort of get at. Uh, I can sit here right now and just stare at this tree in front of me and know that with just a turning of my attention to different things and letting the thoughts go that I, that I could burrow into one of these moments. But see, as soon as you start talking about it, it's just ramble, 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 ramble. And that's the meaning. Um, that's the, the third part here. So where I'm at with meaning is really uh, reflecting on how I anticipated the jump, I had this experience that was over in a heartbeat, as intense as it was, and really didn't leave me with much other than these strange, dreamlike memories, and then uh, a couple days later, at work, a colleague asked if the experience had meaning, and it was a very interesting question, and it, it stopped me in my tracks and I started thinking about what was the meaning. Did it have meaning? I didn't think much of it at the time, other than it just being a hell of a ride. Uh, But once I started thinking about the meaning, I found myself engaged in a process of comparing my concept of what I had done. Again, the experience itself was long over, it wasn't um, the experience that I was dealing with anymore. It was the ideas and memories and concepts about the experience. But comparing those, uh, this idea of I jumped out of an airplane to the other experiences I've had in my life, was really the process by which I tried to find the meaning. So for me, it was this process of thinking, yeah, I jumped out of an airplane, but I've also done this and this and this, and those things required uh, a a level of letting go, and I've already overcome this concept, this concept. It was this whole uh, relativity of figuring out how this new idea of the experience I had fit into my overall ball of uh, my life. And in comparing all of these things, I realized that uh, I was at this middle position. And all around me were these concepts of things that I had done. And I was sort of pushing them around mentally in my head saying, okay, well, you know, I've done a ceremonial sweat with Native Americans on the reservation. And that required me to overcome this and this and this and endure this and this and this. And how do I value that against uh, jumping out of an airplane while I have a nine month pregnant wife on the ground? And, um, you know, kind of building a new image of myself based on this new um, story that I was constructing out of these different elements. But myself at the center of this picture. ...and these values kind of changing based on the addition of this new experience... ...I realized that as much as I was searching for meaning... ...more what I was doing was meaning the experience. And uh, when I hit this thought, I was pretty excited because I think it's pretty cool. Uh, The word mean is an average. When you talk statistically or mathematically... Um, Technically, a mean is a middle position amongst a series of values. So meaning, in a sense, is a verb. Uh, It's something that we do. Uh, Meaning our lives is taking all of these different uh, concepts of things that we've done and arranging them to find the middle position where we are now. And I thought that was pretty cool um, because, f- for the most part, meaning is thought of as this thing, this noun, this content of experience. And our lives have meaning, and we need to find the meaning, and it's this real gravity of our existence. Uh, a lot of people seem to be searching for the meaning of life. Uh, That's a term that you hear all the time. And so to kind of flip the whole thing around and say, uh, the meaning isn't there and it's our job to find it. We are the ones who are meaning it all. We are given the full power to not only give these different concepts different values, which is important too, but we are able to then take this web of values and the experiences and concepts that we have and find the mean, find the center position. And because we are not only doing this process, but we are also the ones assigning the values, um, that is a very liquid, creative kind of activity. Uh, It's not something that we are subject to and it is this one way and we just discover it and like, oh, that's the meaning of my life. Uh, The meaning of our lives is the actual living of our lives and the meaning is something that we're doing all the time. Um, And I think that there is a certain uh, liberating notion in that um, the idea that we are the architects of our own image of ourselves and of life means that we can change the picture just by thinking about it differently, that we are not given a solid fact of who we are and what our values are and what the meaning of it is, but it's this big always evolving picture where I can change the value of something at any given moment. Um, And a lot of the time, that's what this uh, sort of experiential uh, meaning, uh, as it's usually thought about is, is you get something new in your equation, and that is is a chance to reflect and sort of draw some new lines and kind of rate things differently. I've had a couple different images for this. The first that I sort of had was this stack. Uh, almost like a stack of books, and each book in the stack has a label, which is skydiving, parenting, going to college, uh, you know, whatever those different things might be, and maybe each book has a whole bunch of different uh, chapters in it that each are related to each other, but this idea of a stack, and you have your stack, you have this, this set of things that you've done, and then along comes a new experience, and... You basically go up and down that stack and say, where does this fit? Is it above this, below this? Is it more important than this? Is it less important than that? Uh, How does it fit into this idea of our lives, of of my life? And um, the values then are sort of this spectrum from less meaningful, (laughs) less important, up to very important, And uh, I feel like when I thought about the experience for the other people in my party, clearly they have a different stack of books. They have different life experiences. And for some of them, that might have been the most intense thing they have ever done. And that is now sitting at the top of this stack of personal accomplishment, in which case the meaning uh, totally shifts the whole uh, middle point pretty extreme. It's like having a big outlier all of a sudden. Whereas I kind of felt uh, immediately following the experience that when I had that concept of, okay, I've jumped out of a plane, I've done a lot of other pretty extreme things. And so that was sort of just in the middle of this pile. And my values didn't really have to shift too much to accommodate this new volume getting put in. But again, it's this, uh, this image and uh, it's something that we form, and then it informs us uh, in our thinking about ourselves and our lives and who we are and the mental picture that we have. So that was one image. The other image was sort of what I started with of this sort of web, and I almost picture like a central uh, circle that is us, and then from that is radiating kind of like a spider leg diagram, all of these other little circles connected by lines, and you get this sort of uh, mental concept map, uh, like a brain map, where here I am at the center, and I keep adding these new um, almost like tiddlywink cogs that are connected to additional concepts, um, because each concept, you know, I use the analogy of chapters in a book, but it could also be um, this sort of tiddlywink spoke and hub idea where here's my center. I attach this new piece by a line. It's called skydiving. And then from that are these other experiences uh, connected to it or these other memories that I have. Because the strange thing about it is even though the experience I remember as being just overwhelmingly intense in terms of like the physical violence of it, Uh, the rushing of the air and the feeling of falling and the whole thing. Uh, But my actual memories, there's only like three or four like kind of flashbulb memories that I really have. I I really remember being in the plane and kind of seeing the backs of everyone's heads. I was sitting, uh, seated way in the back, and I remember that part, looking out the window. I remember sort of shuffling up to the door, and then I remember just these couple, you know, images that I have burned into my mind of looking out and seeing the mountains or the feeling of um, when we had actually deployed the chute and were steering it in these big corkscrews and like how that felt sort of a roller coaster. But, you know, I I have this concept of skydiving, but then within that, uh, you know, the chapters are just a few little fragments of memory. Um, Like I was talking about in the experience portion of this, it really is like a vivid dream lost upon waking. And throughout the day, you kind of, oh yeah, that's right. And then... Uh, this sort of thing, and you kind of piece the whole thing together, but you've lost the the full end-to-end uh, sensation that the experience actually was. So anyway, all I'm all I'm trying to show is that uh, for each of these things, and you know, I'm I'm kind of using a few examples, you know, doing these solo trip solo trips out in the desert when I was younger, and what that meant, and I have these different ideas of what I what I went through and different experiences, and those are sort of the little uh, accessory prongs on the wheel or the different chapters. Anyway, it's, it's this whole constructing of a mental image of myself at the center and attached, all of these little balls and uh, circles, and anytime something gets added, everything else kind of has to shift. It's like they all push each other away And so anytime you add something new, everything sort of re-equilibrates. And I'm just sharing this because it's kind of the way that I've been thinking about it. I'm not sure if I'll be able to actually wrap this into writing. Maybe I'll be able to put this part into the little drawing sketches that I've been trying to do for each section. But uh, getting back to the point, I guess, what's the meaning of me even talking or writing this? Um, which might be kind of a cool way to conclude. You know, what's the meaning for you? Well, you now have this ability to take what you've heard, what you've read, and refactor your life, and maybe this totally blew your mind, and now all your values have shifted, or maybe this is just another bunch of noise and nonsense, and it didn't didn't hardly affect you at all, and there's a very small shift in your values and your center position Uh, your meaning for it all. Uh, But I guess that is my basic idea that I want to communicate in this section, is you and you alone have the power to create meaning in your life through this process that your life doesn't have meaning until you mean it. And by meaning it, you are the soul architect empowered to create whatever vision you want of your life. Um, And for me, that's a liberating thought. Um, It it takes away the idea that there is a correct answer, and I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find out what the meaning of it all is, as if it were a a set-in-stone kind of uh, truth. And instead, it just empowers me to wake up each day, to experience life as it is without holding on to it, and at every moment, draw a new picture of what it all means. What do I mean? (laughs) What is my mean? And that mean is this center position where I am right now as the master and architect of my own life and amen for that. So, uh, that I think is a pretty good trek down this final rabbit hole. I'll have to see how I can tie all this together. But I uh, certainly thank anyone who has listened uh, to this point just because I love doing this stuff. It's just so much fun to think about and even the thought that there might be someone else listening is just such an exciting... um, concept. I value it highly. It changes my whole meaning. Uh, So um, until next time.